Hello and welcome to a new edition of Notes from Minnesota. I am Beth Ann Erickson from BethAnnErickson.com and with me is Jackie from LindsayTreeMusic.com. You never say your last name. Now that I can say your last name, I know. You totally don't say your last name. I know. I know. I'm, my feelings are hurt. <laughs> you have epically failed. I have. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> Today is all about epic failures. Ay, ay, ay. No one ever talks about their failures. It's hard to talk about. I think it's hard to talk to. Well, it's kind of about. embarrassing. It's kind of it embarrassing. Can be. I like to tell people I have made every major mistake at least twice because I have to make sure it was really a mistake the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. Two times. Okay. Boom, boom. What's your epic fail? Do you really want to know? I do. Oh, this, this one's bad. I've, I mean, this is really bad. Okay. I, I almost did not tell this story because it's something that I have held in my heart for far too long, and it's kind of embarrassing, but here it goes. Uh, I was I had a, I was a, had a mentor. Okay. And he is allegedly a fabulous, wonderful mentor. And, you know, for the most part, he was, I have to admit, but he wanted me to start a coaching program. Okay. And that's nothing wrong with a coaching program. That was fine and dandy. And he was going to help me launch this program. And it was in the launch of this program that I experienced what I consider probably the most epic fail of my entire career. Wow. Yes. Um, we were writing the, the email series to send out to my writing etc. list. And every time I'd write one, I'd look at him and I'd say, this doesn't feel right. I don't like this. My readers aren't going to like this. Um, I am becoming a marketer. And I, I like to market, right. but I don't want to ever be a marketer. Right. There's a difference in my mind. I don't know if there's a difference in your mind. But um, I felt like I was turning into a weird version of a slick marketer because I'm not a slick person. I was becoming someone that I am not. Okay. And so we sent out the first email and I was actually, I, um, we coincided this launch and I don't even like the word launch because (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It makes me feel like I'm on an airplane or a space shuttle or something. Uh, you know, and then they, 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 the marketers have this launch formula and all this stuff. And I, I always think it's kind of bull hockey keeping it rated G still. That's right. And um, we did it. Uh, I, I, we coincided. I, I actually went to his office in another state, way uh-huh. down south. And he was with me doing this. And I kept saying, I don't like it. This doesn't feel right. I, and he would always say, oh, don't worry about it. You, you're just, you know, you, you're not fearless. You're not doing this right. And I did everything he told me to do. And I remember I got an email from a freelancer that I really, really admired. And her message is still in my mind saying, Beth, I am so disappointed to see you going down this path. Wow. I wish you wouldn't. And I'm unsubscribing. And wow, I know to this day, I did everything he said. And my, my program, my coaching program, Went well, and I hated it because I felt icky. Right. How long did you do this for? I had the coaching program for two years. Wow. But I, I never launched it again. And I did sure. it after I got done and after I got that email. I said, I remember I had a long conversation with my husband, and I said, you know, I can't do this. If this is what being a freelance writer is, I am not going to do it because I feel 
dirty. I feel like I have betrayed everything that I have ever believed in as far as marketing goes. Right. And I can't believe I listened to a mentor who was so opposite of who I am. Right. I quit the coaching, the mentoring program shortly thereafter, did my um, coaching program the way I wanted to. I had a very small group of people by the t- by that time. People would kind of, you know, they do it for a while. Like, and that's the nature of a coaching program. And they drop out. But I never, ever launched it again. And I don't think I ever will because it was my most epic fail. Not financially. It did well financially. But it was my epic fail because it would, went totally against everything that I am. Right. And I am embarrassed to talk about it yet to this day i can tell you are because your face is a little bit red oh i feel like crying because i hated it so much i hated what it turned me into and that was the day i I quit becoming wanting to be a copywriter i dropped a lot of clients that day because i just don't want to be a marketer i refuse to be a marketer well at least you learned what you want (laughs) i mean (laughs) you learned from it right well i learned what not to do I learned a lot about listening to your inner voice. If it does not feel right. And you know, and if someone, if I'm working with someone and they say that doesn't feel right, I'm like, okay, I so totally respect that because I once went against that little voice and I really regretted it. Right. Right. Yeah. How's that for failure? That's like (laughs) splat on your face failure. (laughs) Well, I don't think it's. It was failure. It was failure. Epic failure. Okay. My turn. Your turn. Go for it. (laughs) Okay, this is hard to talk about for me as well. But <laughs> we're burying our souls. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, I think it was about, I don't even know how long, six or seven years ago, um, I owned a restaurant and a bar. You know, I'm, and can I interject something? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we were we were pretty good friends on there. I, re- yeah, I recall we putting friends. up a wall. We did put up a wall. It, it was burned pretty- down. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That that's a non sequitur. We did not burn down that restaurant. <laughs> no, we nor did our not. wall. No, no, it didn't. Total different story. You guys, in my opinion, you got the restaurant because it had this huge stage. Yeah, I think so. And which I, is I a think, mistake. I think that's not that, a good I think reason. that huge stage had a big deal in it. If that place had not had that big stage where you guys could perform, I'm pretty sure you would never have got it. Yeah, probably not. I honestly, to this day, I don't know what we were thinking. I, I think honestly it was, don't. I think it was the lure of that gorgeous stage. I think that's good. And putting up the mural with you. Of course. Because that was a pretty cool well, wall. Well, you know, if anyone ever needs a mural, we, we, we rock at that. Yeah, we do. We <laughs> that <did>. was awesome. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay. So um, my epic fail, yes, was owning a restaurant. And I owned it with someone else. And... Not me. No, not Beth. I helped with the mural, but I did not own it. That's right. You were smart. <laughs> You had the best potatoes. Yeah. And there were a lot of good things about the restaurant. Um, But I think there were things that we just didn't have the experience. I think, you know, musicians maybe shouldn't own restaurants. (laughs) I just, you know, and bars. Because that's totally the quote of the day. Musicians shouldn't own restaurants. Well, I don't know what what else to say about it. Because it just, at the time, it was devastating. Because I put everything into that place, Um, emotionally, financially, and when you put everything into something, you run the risk of losing everything, and I darn well almost did. 
But, you know, and I, another, I'm making another surmisation, but I think this is something that many creative people do is we will sometimes try to take a path off of our music or our writing because it's kind of, it feels like the safe path. Yes. It's the path where you could actually, you know, not have to worry about the whims of an audience or the whims of a an, an owner of a, you know, of a, the place where you're playing. It's... And it's conventional. I mean, it, nobody, when you said you own a restaurant, they're like, ooh. But when yeah. they hear you're a musician, they're like, oh. Yeah, it's it's huge. Well, and I get that I get that a lot, even with, uh, right now I'm a sign language interpreter. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that's like, everyone's like, mm. oh, that's so awesome. And it is. And I say I'm a musician, and I don't know. <laughs> it's like you have a backpack on full of stuff that may or may not be true. Right. That's true. Yes. Yep. So. But anyway, yeah, go on. But you... uh, well, we owned it for a year and failed miserably. <laughs> Had to close it down. And just, and I think for me, um, a lot of other things were going on at the time that were, everything gets kind of intertwined. And when you have a business that you put that much into and and it fails that epically, <laughs> Then there's so much other stuff that goes on. There's the financial, there's the emotional. Um, other things in my life were not good at that time. And I remember, you know, after that happened and other things happened, just trying to come back from that was almost, I, I just felt like I was literally buried. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you knew me at that time. Yeah, I was, of course. I was an absolute wreck. And indeed you were. Yes. And we all go through that. Yeah. Well, I don't wish that on anybody, (laughs) you know? No. It was, it was devastating. And it was, but you know, you learned things and then I learned from my epic fail, you know, Uh, I lost a lot of subscribers and I, and I think I lost a lot of the trust of my subscribers and I rightfully did lose their trust, you know? Right. Because if I had read me at that point, I read those letters, those emails that he helped me write and at the time, you know, it was so weird. I thought he had some sort of inside knowledge that I didn't have, you know, and it turned out I knew my audience better than he did. And I probably should have listened to myself. But, you know, when you hire somebody who's a mentor, you think, eh. I think that um, one of the lessons we both learned is to trust to trust ourselves, you know, to to listen to what your gut is telling you. That is probably the hugest thing right there. I did not listen to my gut. Did you, did you have any warnings, so to speak, inner warnings? I think I did. I think I thought, um, I think my head was kind of in the clouds, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think I was thinking clearly for myself. I was listening to other people uh, and other people that maybe I trusted and shouldn't have, you know, and even people that are close to me that I just shouldn't have listened to um same here yeah and i think listen to someone i probably should not have right you know it, you you want to get outside information you want you don't want to live in a bubble you don't want to live in an echo chamber but yet you have to use your head and i did not use my head i was under the impression this guy knew what he was doing right i'm doing it right and i thought i just thought it would be all fun and games, and we would just, you know, make a lot of money doing this. And I and you'd have a stage; you wouldn't have to go 
Right. Pounding the pavement, sending out the letters, making the calls. Right. Getting a gig is not easy. No, it isn't. Getting a writing gig is not easy. Right. So anytime you think that, uh, I don't know, I guess it's an easier way than, it's not always wise to take that easier way, though. <laughs> the easier way is not always the easy way. No, it's not. Definitely Sometimes not. a dirt road is a good thing. That's right. <laughs> and as we travel the dirt road, I want to... Uh, Beth from BethannErickson.com. I have got lots of freebies over there. Head on over and sign up for the email list and get some free books. And sign up for my email list as well um, at lindsaytreemusic.com. And this is Jackie. This is Beth. Have a good day.